This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, as the big boys told you. Here's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, finally a game to get to. It feels like it's taken forever for us to get to this point. But the next time we talk, we'll be in a post-game show, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, As we get closer to the NFL season, which is – should be either close to underway or about to get underway when you're watching this for the first game of the season of week number one. It is exciting to have football back. Yeah, at long last, uh, here we are, Browns and Bengals, to uh, get this uh, 2023 season uh, underway Sunday afternoon. And uh, a big one because I I kind of feel like this is going to help set the tone, at least in the early portion of the season, because – uh, they've got the entire division before the bye week, right? I mean, b- b- you know, before uh, the month of September is up, they will have played the entire AFC North. This is one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive division in uh, the entire NFL, uh, at least uh, from where I sit. I can't remember top to bottom this division being as good as it is, Andy. And so they start the season with the Bengals here in Cleveland. They will finish this season with the Bengals, but down uh, by the Ohio river in Cincinnati. It's a long way to 18 weeks. All right. So Daryl, when we start looking at, well, first of all, uh, the premise that you brought up, because that was a big topic today at camp on, uh, on what, on Wednesday, right? Wednesday. So that, you know, people were just talking about, Hey, you've got the whole AFC North right out of the gate. And how important is that? And what can we learn about this team? And, you know, just trying to maintain these very, very important games in the early part of the season. Yeah, and look, I mean, they've got to get off to a fast start um, because the way, look, you know, to me, division games count as two. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yep. They're just they're just that critically important, and just with the way this schedule lays out, Andy, it's very bizarre. They've got the entire division straight out of the gate. 
And then they've got a gap between mid-November and the season finale where they don't play a single division game. The other part of the schedule that's very quirky and interesting is the fact that they've got four home games right out of the gate in the first five weeks. Their only road game is that Monday nighter as I look over uh, at my schedule. That's at Pittsburgh. Um, that's it. Then they've got – so they've got Arizona, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Chicago, and the New York Jets, the, the, you know, the, the rest of the way. So um, that's just five home games. Uh, for uh, the remaining 12 uh, weeks uh, games of the season there. So uh, it's very important, I think, for them to take advantage of the early home schedule. They're going to get to play in some good weather here in Cleveland, right? Um, and so, yeah, they got to they gotta get off to a pretty good start. And uh, everyone right now is feeling like they're going to be able to accomplish that. All right, Daryl, let's talk about some of the big headlines throughout the week, one of which I think is huge for the Browns is Denzel Ward, uh, being able to come out of concussion protocol. So that was gigantic news midweek, but still it's something the team's going to have to keep their eye on for the rest of the season. Uh, your thoughts on having Denzel Ward back? Well, he's still in the protocol technically as we have this conversation right now. He is. He did return to practice. He's limited at practice. Um, what I saw on Wednesday, he looked like he's going to play. Um, he did not look limited at all. He was in a lot of the, the, the cornerback positional reps that they were doing. He was first in line to take those reps. So I think that that's a positive sign. But uh, uh, semantics, because I do believe he's going to play against the Bengals. But technically right now, as we, have, we record this podcast, he is still in concussion protocol and progressing through it. Um, one of the unique twists to the modified protocols in recent years is that they are allowed to return to practice uh, players. That is they're allowed to return to practice, even if it's on uh, a limited basis, which he was on Wednesday. But again, when he's first up in the rep line, Andy and moving around did not look limited in any way, shape or form, even the drills where they were using bags, uh, contact bags. Um, uh, he was uh, participating in those with uh, no troubles whatsoever. So uh, I anticipate that number 21 is going to be on the field. And quite frankly, they're going to need them because you've got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins that you've got to try and slow down in addition, obviously, to uh, Joe Burrow, who also told reporters that he's going to play. So this is a very, very tough assignment coming out uh, to start the season, and uh, they're going to need uh, 21 on the field. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow coming back on this one? He set out for more than a month of practice dealing with some aches and pains that, you know, one of which was his ankle. And I'm wondering because Deshaun Watson said, Hey, every quarterback's different. Some need preseason, some need, you know, just to warm up. Some guys can walk out there on any given Sunday and play. I, I don't think it's going to affect Joe Burrow at all. And neither do the Cleveland Browns. So um, I, I just, I, I feel like that he's going to be ready he told reporters in Cincinnati on Wednesday that he's going to play. He's ready to roll. Um, so I anticipate him being the prolific playmaker that he has been these last couple of years for the Bengals, and uh, he'll be 100% in my view. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, I touched on this just a second ago here, but Deshaun Watson did speak. What did we hear from Deshaun Watson midweek that we need to hear? There was one thing in particular that I was impressed with. One of his answers was someone had asked him, I don't think it was you, someone had asked him, um, can we expect the same Deshaun Watson we had in Houston? He said, no, I want to be better than that Deshaun Watson. And I know it peaked my ears up, especially when you listen to a lot of press conferences and they all start to sound the same. That didn't sound the same to me. Yeah, I mean, we've heard that from Deshaun before, so that's not the first time. Even Kevin Stefanski had mentioned in his uh, press conference on Wednesday that, hey, he expects everybody, himself included, to want to be better than what they were uh, in the past. Um, But uh, I thought Anthony Walker was the one that had the best comments where he's like, uh, he looks like his old self. He looks like the guy that I had to play two times a year in Indianapolis. Um, And then he was told what Deshaun had said. And Walker's response was that's scary. So um, there are a lot of people within the building that feel like Deshaun Watson is back to who he was before that he is uh, that MVP caliber type of player that they gave up the six traffics and the 230 million fully guaranteed uh, to get him to come to Cleveland. So uh, look, I mean, fair or not, let, let's be honest about it, Andy. Th- this team is going to go as far as Deshaun Watson's going to take them. They need him to play at an elite level because if he doesn't, they're going to struggle uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I think that the defense is good enough to where they're going to be able to uh, do what's required of them to be successful. But um, they, they need Deshaun Watson to, to play like the 2020 Deshaun Watson that led the NFL in passing yards. I'm not saying that Deshaun has to lead the NFL in passing yardage this year, but he has to be in that upper tier. He has to play at the same level that we, uh, we see Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow play out. Because if he doesn't, Andy, this team is just not going to go far. And, and, so- and again, that that's – that, that's just the, the, the reality of that situation. All right, but when I watch the beginning of the season, I'm going to be asking myself, why is Deshaun Watson better? What did Deshaun Watson do uh, between now and last year that got him to this position? I, I'm a firm believer that we did not really see Deshaun Watson in the preseason. He kind of went out there, broke a sweat, got off, like didn't really – they didn't really run anything. They didn't really try to do anything. There was a fourth and one and one of the ends. Like, you know, so you go back and forth. I'm hoping that we see a Kevin Stefanski playbook open. Here we go, Deshaun. We're a team now. Let's roll kind of game on Sunday. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, it was very vanilla in the preseason as it should be. You don't want to tip your hand. Uh, I'll say this. There have been a couple of times during the open portions of practice. And again, we only get to see about 20 minutes now. We get to see him stretch. We get to see him go through individual drills. And that's usually about it. But there have been a couple of instances where team officials have come by and said, uh, I need you all to turn the cameras off for a minute. And, huh. and, <laughs> and were you impressed when they did? Uh, I'm not asking you to tell me anything. I'm asking you, were you impressed? No, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> in fact, my response was, if this actually works in a game, I'll be surprised. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, but – yeah, so that that's all I can really say about that. I'm but, not asking you to divulge anything. I mean, no, no, I know, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, there was probably like, we had to turn the cameras off for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it, but the whole point of me sharing that, Andy, is just to explain to folks that, yeah, there are wrinkles that are being put into this 
playbook that we've not seen before yet, right? Um, we've talked a lot about what they've done with Elijah Moore, the way he, how important he is going to be to this offense, the way they're moving him around, inside, outside, putting him in, in the backfield, not just uh, catching balls out of the backfield, but doing some other things in the backfield. So um, he adds a, a dynamic. The fact that uh, they're going to be putting more wide receivers on the field and lessening uh, the boxes for Nick Chubb, right? They're not going to be able to stack the box just to stock Nick Chubb anymore. That's another, I think that opens up the offense a little bit more. So yeah, I, I you know, I am expecting that they're going to score a lot of points this year, that they are going to win a lot of football games this year, and that they're, it, it's just going to, it's going to be a lot of fun watching them. I, I expect this offense to rival the 2007 Derek Anderson, Ooh. Edwards, Kellen Winslow Jr. Jerevicious. Joe Jerevicious offense that we saw that year where they scored over 400 points. I think that team had six pro bowlers, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Like that is the type of offense I am expecting to see this year. In fact, I expect this offense to supersede what that Browns team was able to accomplish when you talk about uh, the, 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 the prolific numbers that they put up. Big talk. Let's see what more we can get to. Like, as I want to talk about the defense when we come back here. Uh, Daryl, if you want to be a part of the show, if anyone wants to be a part of the show, hit us up on the comments on YouTube, or you can always uh, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at GameDayCLE. We are back with more It's Always Game Day in Cleveland right after this. 